Welcome to the Next Brave Thing podcast. My name is Ella Hooper, and I believe that breakthrough is on the other side of bravery. This podcast features brave stories, emotional health, and creativity to inspire you to take your next brave step. Hi guys, I am back in California after two months of living in New York City where I did a six-week acting intensive and it was such a game changer for me. It was so life-giving and so much fun and it definitely has had me thinking about following my dreams again in a fresh way and also what it means to follow your dreams, like, and how dreaming has changed so much as I've gone on an emotional health journey. And so I have been looking and I think like when you go to counseling, a lot of what you're focusing on is like working through disappointment, working through, oh, I thought life would look a certain way. Um, And you're diving deep into your subconscious about what drives you to pursue what you pursue and why, what, what are you really unconsciously dreaming about? Like from like what, what's actually the driving force behind your dreams. And I think that growing up, I would say that I had a deep need for significance and so when you have that deep need, you can't, I went to like the extreme thing of like, if I become an actress and then if I win an award, I'm going to be significant. And I was looking for something outside of me to validate something internally within me. And I think that's like a lot of what we do in life until we become a little bit more in a healthy way, introspective about why we are motivated for what we go after. And so I like to explain healing like this. Um, You know, you can be in conflict or in pursuing your dreams or, you know, pursuing your career goals. It can be kind of murky ground about like, what is your pure motivation. Like, and I think sometimes we can be in denial around this, but until you really do healing, like, and you work through your childhood kind of programming and way of thinking, um, and mindsets, you're always going to feel a little bit like if you like, I use this analogy a lot with clients and with, um, students is kind of like milk. If you put milk and water together, you can't actually see the separation of like, that's actually my old patterning and my old way of thinking. Like that milk there is my old way of thinking. And then the water is like your uh, new way of thinking. Like you can't kind of separate, like I'm actually a different person to what I was before, but I can't really see the separation and the, like the full distinction But when you actually get healing, it becomes like oil and water. You can actually, when you put oil in the, like a pan, you can actually see the oil separate from the water. And you, and that's, I like to use that analogy of like, if you're in conflict or if you're going after something or pursuing something, you can kind of see that you're, um, you're responding differently to a set of circumstances, whether that's, you know, financial triggers 
or you're, yeah, you're, you're engaging in the situation in a different way. And that's what healing is. A lot of people will come to me and I've also experienced this where this kind of confusion, like I felt like I really wanted this dream to come true. And then I'm confused because I also want this or I'm in this relational conflict and I don't know what is their stuff and what is my stuff. And so I like to use this analogy in connection to dreams because I think that's what I was trying to figure out. Like, was I wanting to pursue acting because I still wanted to feel significant or to get attention, be seen? Or do am I pursuing this because it's actually something that is deeply innate in me to create that way or express myself that way. And so that's what's been fun coming back around to pursuing acting again is kind of going like, actually, I really come alive in this. And it was interesting because we're in a room with like maybe 20 people and I'm like, no one, no one can see me here. Like there's no glamour there's it's not extraordinary there's something about being here where no one you know um and you get to know obviously your class but there's something beautiful about being in a space where no one can see you but you are having the time of your life and then obviously sometimes like you're not like it's challenging and it's hard and you kind of want to get out of there you kind of have a mixed bag of feelings going on but I remember my first ever life coach to ask me the question tell me what what makes you come alive and list off some memories where you felt most alive And I just kind of, and this is probably nearly eight years ago, and I kind of list off like, I really come alive in like business meeting when we're like visionary and strategy, I love that. Or I come alive when I'm helping someone get to breakthrough, um, you know, whether it's like a coaching situation, or I come alive in storytelling, um, crafting story, I come alive at performing and that kind of came up or my biggest memory was like feeling most alive when I was playing and performing and um and then she said well that is where your purpose your destiny lives that is where uh the glory of God lives because God came to bring you to life like what is life giving and I think that a lot of pursuing, um, going through life, we actually choose things that are not life-giving because we have a lot of responsibility, especially as we get older. It feels very frivolous to go take a dance class for the sake of taking a dance class. It feels like, well, what's the point? Like, what's that going to give me? And I think this past year, I've really been leaning into the energy givers, the life givers, like what is something that makes me feel really connected and makes me feel really full of life? Because I think we can get bogged down in responsibilities that we lose our childlike wonder. And I really, really approached coming to, um, coming to New York as like rediscovering play and wonder and letting go of like what this all means because I think in creativity it's 
about process, less about results. And I know we're so ingrained and I also am this way being a life coach of thinking like, well, what's the result? What's the end? What's the point of all this? And so I think it's been a really great thing for my mental health to focus in on what is actually bringing me life. Because I think when I notice if I'm out of alignment, it's because I'm spending so much time on things that actually bring me death, like not to be dramatic, but just like actually are really not life-giving. And I know that that's actually a process to actually transition your whole life into, I'm only going to be doing life-giving things. Um, But to me, that is such a clue. So if you're listening today, I would be thinking through memories where you actually did feel most alive. Um, I, you know, have friends or clients like who might be a, a like photographer I'll use for example and they love taking photos they had they had such a great eye for it but then because it became a business and then there was like having clients that are critical and it became a whole thing and so they kind of gave up that passion because it's almost like there became all this pressure around creativity And because we have to, you know, because we feel this pressure to have purpose behind what we're doing and how we spend our time, which makes a lot of sense. But I think there is this sort of invitation to look at areas where you can do things just for the sake of like, this just fills up my cup. Like it actually just fills me up. Um, Because I think I explore a lot of different methods inside of coaching and even getting counseling. And a lot of the time I can also get into this space of introspection of like, how do I fix my life or change my mindset or be better or or get what I want? Like, how do I do all those things? But I never actually stop to really take in the beauty. And it's so interesting because I really tested this theory out in New York. I was really intentional about like the days that I would work like, um, decided to work from a coffee shop or whatever, I'd be intentional about positioning myself to be like, I'm really going to take in beauty today and really like really enjoy and notice and become aware of beauty while I'm here in this city. And it's so cool because, because it energized me, I had way more capacity for productivity. I had so much more, um, like downloads almost of like ideas or strategies I could do. But I notice like when I'm not doing things that are life-giving in my life, that's when um, my productivity suffers because I think we overemphasize productivity and don't actually see what beauty does to bring strength to our life. And so a lot of counselors will talk about this of like going on a beauty hunt, like looking for things that are beautiful, that your soul can just take in and enjoy. Um, Because I think when we get locked into that survival mode, like dog paddling space, we can't actually get in a space of wisdom. And it's interesting when we're like dog paddling or overthinking and trying to, you know, constantly putting out fires, that's when part of us is like trying to get a good solution. But some of 
uh, like what I've actually learned is that when you um, take a step back and let everything fall where it needs to fall, sometimes it feels really uncomfortable because you actually have to let balls drop for you to kind of take a step back, breathe, like take in beauty, look at what is life giving maybe set some boundaries, take, adjust a few things. And then when you go back to approach the things that you have to do or the task list you have to do, you actually come from like a way more calm place, a way more calm headspace. I think that learning how to get into a calm state of mind is so important when it comes to dreaming because I think that there is a difference between fantasizing and dreaming about your life because I think fantasizing is when it's kind of like has a sugar crash like feeling after it or it feels so far removed from your actual life it's called like disassociation where you completely go into another world and it's a way of actually feeling better about your life but then it doesn't feel good because reality kind of comes back to you and I think because I studied acting there's a lot of like hitting the ejection button on your life where you go into another universe and you start thinking about another world. And I think there's a lot of shame around fantasy. And I remember I had someone ask me like, well, what's the difference between fantasy and dreaming? And like, but I need to fantasize so I can have hope. And I think, and I totally get where this person was coming from because like in some ways there's such like confusion around where fantasy ends and where dreaming begins. But I think as I've learned, like sometimes we're dreaming so that finally someone will see us a certain way or finally I'll win that person over. Or if I have my own business, then people will respect me. And if I'm a leader, then I can feel like I'm in control. And we have all these kind of um, motivations around why we go after what we go after to get something external to validate something that's internal. But what healing is, is kind of upside down to that. You really, your starting place is I'm already significant. I'm already whole. I'm already seen and respected. And it's like, kind of abstract, but it's like you're kind of coming from this complete place and dreaming from that place where you're looking for a meaningful, fulfilling, life-giving life rather than if I get in a movie, then finally everyone will see that I'm amazing. <laughs> and so um, it's kind of like the way and so I think that's why we get disappointed when things don't work out because it's really our ego that's driving the car of our life where we're trying to be significant or we're trying to be prove ourselves rather than actually coming from a whole place that already feels good whether someone sees them or not and um, then the focus is less about results and more about process, more about enjoying the process. Because I think even in creativity, especially, we can get addicted to those mountaintop moments or those high moments and then get really, really low. 
But as we kind of like learn to love process and learn how to enjoy the journey and follow our intuition and really learn how to connect to ourselves, we less make ego choices, which like I've met so many people who are like, I wanted to be a missionary in China or some, you know, I wanted to be a missionary. And um, then they go do that and they realize, oh, I was living someone else's dream. I wasn't aware of the reality. There was like this kind of hero kind of stigma around that, that I was drawn to that wasn't actually authentic to your design and how you're wired. And so what I love about coaching and counseling and maturing is that you actually ground into like your authentic self and you can actually make decisions that aren't based on what other people will think of you. Really hard to dream when you are in survival mode, when you've gone through something traumatic Um, and sometimes I'll sit in front of someone and they'll be, um, telling me like, they just like felt like they used to dream all the time or had, you know, these grand dreams, but then they've gone through a lot of traumatic things. And so it's really hard to dream and connect to dreaming that way. And so sometimes they feel scared that they're not going to dream again or have purpose or have vision and, But a lot of that time is recognizing that there's some pain here and we need to learn how to process through pain so that you can come back to your authentic self. And so I know for me, when I've been in survival mode or been so busy and not known how to rest, that's when um, I kind of lose sight of who I am and lose sight of purpose And so a lot of like, you know, when you're in survival mode, it's actually learning how to stabilize yourself and learn how to build security and safety. So like, because I think sometimes we can use like fantasy to escape that kind of dog paddling exhausted space. But I think that, but it's never feels like life giving going into that space. And so being in, if you can recognize like, oh, I think I'm in a survival mode or I feel like I'm hypervigilant, I'm constantly anxious or I feel really sensitive a lot, That's that communicates to me that there might be like a season of your life, not all of your life, but just time to really lean in and do the work of getting emotional healing and learning how to regulate your nervous system and to learn how to build calm and quiet and stillness into your life. Because I know once you learn how to rest, your dreams will naturally awaken again. And so I just want to like say, if you're in that space of like exhaustion Like there's so much permission to go slow and be gentle because I think that our hustle culture tells us that everything is urgent, everything's on fire. And for me, like coming out of survival mode has been like, actually, I'm not going to respond like from that urgent place anymore that I'm on edge all the time. And I'm going to learn how to cultivate an internal vacation. (laughs) Like I... 
I love mornings, so routine and creating stillness and quiet in my day. Also saying no to a lot of things, like recognizing I just don't have capacity. And like, I think that sometimes we feel like if we've not really known how to navigate survival mode, which a lot of us have never been taught that, um, it can feel like all of our life has been survival mode or you've never really caught your breath. Um, and so actually getting counseling or guidance, or even if you can't afford, um, counseling or coaching is to just get lots of resources, get podcasts, listen to how people learn how to get out of survival mode, because I think information is a great starting point, which will help give you awareness. And then you can start taking risks to rest because rest is such a key element to dreaming. And then also, especially when you get a bit older, like working through disappointment. I think that like disappointment is actually a part of the human experience. Like I have just accepted that as I keep hoping and dreaming and cultivating hope in my life, I will be let down. I will experience disappointment, but I don't feel like it's going to consume me, take over, make me settle, make me small or really like throw me off course. And that's because I've built personal practices of recognizing when disappointment's showing up, recognizing when even disappointment is, you know, driving my decisions like, oh, I don't want to get my hopes up because I'll be disappointed. Like when I can actually work through disappointment, then dreaming feels childlike again. It feels, but with maturity. So I would encourage you as you listen to this episode and like as you go on this journey with me um, is to really like think back about times where you did feel most alive. It could be a moment. It could be you're in nature and you come alive in nature and start really looking at ways that you can cultivate more of a lifestyle of things that are life giving to you. And moving away from I should or I'm supposed to or people expect this from me and really just start to take a step back from that. And then you will start to see where the divine clues are. I know wherever there's life, that to me is like a divine clue. And I want to follow those clues because they actually take you to your destiny. So thanks for listening today. You can also sign up for my email list. Um, I have a free giveaway. It's called the Brave Space Guide. And it's about like really learning how to take thoughts captive of like things that are holding you back or getting in the way of you living a courageous life. So go sign up for that. And you can also book in a life coaching session if you're interested. But have a wonderful week, everyone. Thanks for listening today. Please download, share with your friends and write a review. If you would like to book in a life coaching session with me, go to my website at www.ella-hooper.com or follow me on Instagram at Next Brave Thing Podcast.